number 697 America, and then God bless America. You might need your hymnal this morning.
While you're still standing, ushers, would you present the colors to the altar, please? Church, you may be seated. Good Sunday morning to you, church, and happy Independence Day. Oh, you can do better than that. Good Sunday morning, church. Yeah, there we go. There we go. It's July. There's not a lot going on this week. Please take your bulletin home with you and look at all the empty spaces. And if you can come up with an idea what you would like us to do, you present it to me and we'll see if we can't work it in. If you want to have a pie cooking contest or a pie eating contest, if you want to have an extra Bible study or a time of prayer, just so you know this, there's 59 days and then I go on vacation. Right, Grandma? Amen. Not that anybody's counting. I think I'm going to pray. <laughs> Join me in prayer, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the freedom we have in this nation to even assemble in this church this morning. Thank you for the freedom that we have. Thank you for those brothers and sisters who laid their life down for our freedoms. But we honor you this morning, Father, because true independence comes from having a personal relationship with you, where we call you Savior, and you call us my child. So Father, be with those who travel, who are on vacation, who are celebrating elsewhere. We gather this morning to praise you, Lord, and to thank you and to give you the honor that only you are worthy of. We thank you, Savior. Amen. Amen. Are there any announcements from any of you folks this morning? Then, young disciples. Well, 
chocolate bribe you? <laughs> Come on, Jan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew chocolate would bring some friends down. <laughs> Not a pie, but chocolate. Chocolate pie. Chocolate? Yeah. Oh, Grandma McNary always made chocolate pie. Speaking of that, God rest her soul. Well, as we all know, freedom is not really free. Lots of men and women have laid their lives down on the line for our freedom in this country to give us the freedom to come here to worship, to give girls and boys the opportunity to go to school and make free choices. But it may not come to you as a surprise we have a lot of freedom, but the greatest freedom that we have is we have in Christ Jesus. The Bible teaches us that the penalty for sin is death. But you and I have been set free from this penalty. We have been set free because Jesus paid the ultimate price. And the Bible tells us that Jesus died to set us free from the penalty of sin. Instead of death, we have been given eternal life. And this freedom was not free. So we need to think about that on Independence Day and every day, that Jesus paid the price for us so we should be thanking him. And with celebrating Independence Day, keep that in mind, that there's more to freedom than just driving in a car or having a cookout. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for the freedom that we enjoy in our country. We are thankful for those who have paid the ultimate price for that freedom. But even more important, we thank you for the freedom that we have because, of Je because Jesus was willing to pay the ultimate price for our sin. Amen. Amen. Oh, don't forget your chocolate. Somebody shared joy this morning on this Independence Day. Sally? I'm coming, I'm coming. I think Karen really looks cute today in her red, white, and blue. <laughs> but my joy is, that's a joy too, uh, we have a new great-granddaughter, Zoe May. My daughter just became grandma for the first time. And if I can do a concern while I got the mic, 
Michael's brother passed away Tuesday. The funeral was in Portage, which is going to be about a three and a half hour drive. So we need all your prayers. Thank you. A joy. Uh, my mom would like to thank all of you for the prayers. She said she has felt them immensely. She is definitely on the upswing, and she's realizing that an afternoon nap is a good thing. Well, it's a joy. We're helping a couple girls go to Bayshore Camp today uh, with the assistance of our camp fund. And uh, please keep um, my granddaughter Gracie in your prayers. She's one of the campers, and last year she cracked her wrist on the first day there. So we're hoping that this one's a little bit safer for her. And there will also be Olivia and Paige and... Uh, Ellie. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've said those names enough. And also, uh, not from our church, but also those four girls are from our American Heritage Girl Troop. Uh, a couple others from our troop are going as well. Uh, uh, so keep the girls in your prayers, please. I have a joy that all of our children were able to be here last weekend to celebrate with us, and the, another joy that they all made it back home safely, Amen. so we're thankful for that, and I, I just want to tell the church how much we appreciate them and everything they've done to support us through the last, well, for a long time. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. I have a couple of joys. Uh, I was able to share one of our Ladies' Ministries snuggle blankets yesterday to a fellow CMA member, and uh, her name is Dawn Vargas, and she's from the Saginaw area. Uh, anyway, they were in Croswell uh, visiting, and they took a picture by the Swinging Bridge. I sent it to the church. Anyway, they really appreciate your prayers and concerns. She has cancer and, and slowly doing better, we hope. Uh, also a joy that uh, August the 22nd, my youngest daughter, Heather, is coming home for a visit from Hawaii, and um, that's going to be awesome to have them home in that. So uh, just remember her and the prayers and that, and thank you for that. I'm just so thankful for the beautiful weather we've had and the rains and um, our crops are looking so good and the corn around our house is over my head and the old farmer saying is knee high by the fourth so I'm happy I'm here because I'm upright and I haven't been I, I had bad back problem I'm just thank Jesus he let me get here today. Amen. Um, I have a, a, a joy and a concern. I talked to Jerry McCoy yesterday, and uh, 
you may remember him. He's the one that donated in memory of his wife our bells that we play. And uh, he is now going into a nursing home. His current wife, his first wife passed away and he remarried and they are both, she is already in Marwood Manor and he is there now as well. And I think we need to be remembering them. Is there anyone else? Let's join our hearts. Father, I lift up those men and women who suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome. As people celebrate in our neighborhoods, their soldiers hiding in the closet, their soldiers trembling in the corners. Help us to make a way for their therapy. As we rejoice in the freedom that we have in this great nation, remind us to pray for those who are elected into office. Father, remind us that instead of complaining, to get up and get busy. trying to make our homes and our neighborhoods and our churches and our workplaces a better place. There's lots of partying going on for 4th of July weekend. Let us never forget those and unmarked graves. And those who never returned to America. And we have all this freedom. Help us and remind us that true freedom comes from having a personal relationship with you, Father. that our chains can be broken and we can be set free. Our highways are busy this weekend. Some have already lost their lives in accidents. It's a reminder that we need to be ready that it's well with our soul. And how ironic things are. We celebrate Zoe May. 
but we grieve over the loss of Mike's brother. We're excited to send young people to camp. And as camping season begins, we ask a blessing upon all who work in the camps. All the young people who come to the camps. And for those young people that make first-time decisions to accept Christ. Yet we lift up Dawn this morning who struggles with cancer. There are unspoken requests. And my heart rejoices with Mrs. Hurley's statement. I thank Jesus that I was able to get up and come to church today. Seems like we have a generation that just needs to get up and get busy. We lift up the United Methodist Church and the discord that we're fighting in this denomination. We lift up our bishops and our superintendents. And Father, we ask you to convict them. We lift up our mayor and our city council and our city manager here in Brown City. We thank you for the men who are keeping the streets clean. We just pray for this great nation. Lift up Jordan and Tyler to you this morning. And that little precious baby that's in Jordan's womb that will be coming to this earth soon. We lift up those unspoken requests on your people's hearts. And we pray the prayer that you taught your disciples a long, long time ago, Father. As we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy... Ushers, if you would come forward this morning, ushers.
Father, as we gather the tithes and the gifts and we bring offerings to your table this morning, we thank you for the abundance of your blessing, the abundance of your unconditional love. We thank you for the abundance of your amazing grace. Father, we ask that you would touch the offering this morning, that you would touch it and multiply it. Thank you that you meet us at our point of need and beyond. We give you praise and thanks, Father. Amen. Amen. The young people are dismissed for junior church. And I guess that since uh, Grandma prepared the lesson, I'll go downstairs with her and I'll be here. <laughs> you know, technology is an amazing thing. What oh, yeah. <laughs> well, is? And what did I tell you? Don't sweat the small stuff. Because we can go back to no technology, no cell phone, none of these overheads. This is all we need is the power of God's word. I often think that if we could just turn back time a little bit, uh, how nice that would be. That is my smile. <laughs> Brother Daryl, thank you for breakfast yesterday. Sandy, thank you for your family being here and celebrating that wonderful gift of music ministry to us. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief or, and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognizes his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them this way. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pasture. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. 
the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep. They don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolves attack and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for money and doesn't really care about the sheep. We forgot to do something this morning. So we have to do it. Does anybody know what we forgot to do? You forgot to pray for your pastor. I sort of like this. Thank you. Is there a volunteer that would pray for their pastor this morning? Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you for this time together, this fellowship, this time of worship. We thank you, Father, for Pastor Pat. And we just uh, pray that uh, you'll touch our hearts through his message and uh, help us all to be thankful for the country we live in and those who sacrifice for us. We just praise you and thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. No, I can just. You, you guys will flip me out of my. I have learned over time that I need prayer before I share a message with you on Sunday morning. In 25 years of ministry, and I think that includes eight or nine different church appointments. How many, Grandma? Like eight or nine. Uh, about two years into my ministry in one of the churches, a young lady said to me, well, we need to pray for you on Sunday morning. And a few of them would gather on Sunday morning and pray. And then when we came here to Brown City, uh, that became something that I so need every Sunday morning. Because when the preacher walks into the building, the devil's ready to attack him. Uh, and it comes from a variety of directions. Uh, and I've, I, I've learned that I so need that prayer. Uh, Diana, you had mentioned uh, about the day I went and prayed for Pastor Mike over at Celebration of Life. I got 
uh, from Pastor Mike up to last week, uh, thanking me for praying with him, saying that in all his years of ministry, nobody has ever done that for him. And I was humbled uh, to receive that thank you from him. I won't mention Ken's name, but I, uh, <laughs> I won't mention any name, but my brother walked in the door this morning and went to get a bulletin. Picked the bulletin up for the table and all the other bulletins fell on the floor. And he came in growling. That's why I need prayer on Sunday morning. Not because Ken was growling, but because when we come into the Lord's house on Sunday morning, the devil so wants to trip us up. Uh, it's usually the small things that trip us up. That's why, and, and then there's this, okay? Yeah. For some, this, this technology is a wonderful blessing. And our technology people do a great job. But that's just the devil trying to trip them up. Because you're going to hear the word without the sacrifice. And it's sort of interesting that uh, the picture I see on the back is the shepherd, Christ. And from where I stand here, I'm looking at his sheep. The good shepherd. I'm just going to come right out and ask you the question this morning. How many of you are saved? Without a doubt, you know that Jesus Christ is Savior of your life. That's so important. Another Sunday, another person's name with cancer. Another Sunday, another loved one who has gone on to perfection. Another Sunday, the up and not let us worship our Heavenly Father freely and openly. The Good Shepherd says, He's the door. You ever feel like, let me, let me share a personal experience with a door. Many years ago, when, we, when I was not saved, but going to church, in church on Sunday, I had told my son to take out the hymnal and start singing. And he didn't. And when we got home, I think he knew what he was in for. 
because he jumped out of the car and he ran into the house and he locked the door. Mind you, I wasn't saved. Did I tell you that? My response was, you're not going to lock me out of my house. So I kicked the door in. Literally shattered the door. Chased him upstairs and grabbed a hold of him and threw him through the wall. Because there was so much anger inside of me. There was anger inside of me for years for a variety of life situations. One day, walking down in Croswell, loaded shotgun, and my intentions was to go to the school system and kill the superintendent and then take my own life. I was supervisor in the school district. I got fired, and I was angry. And as I'm walking down the road, there's a church elder from the Methodist church out in his front yard raking his leaves. And I said, would you give me a ride to the school? He says, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go shoot the superintendent. And then I'm going to shoot myself. And it's too far to walk. Would you give me a ride? He said, yeah, get in the car. So I get in the car and we start driving and he says to me, uh, would it be all right if we stopped at the church for a minute and talked to the pastor? Yeah, that's okay. So I go into the Methodist church in Croswell with my loaded shotgun in my hand. And I listened to the pastor. And then I said, well, I need to go to the restroom, excuse me. And people that knew me back then knew if I said I need to go to the restroom, that means I was hitting the road. So they both got up and they followed me. I thought, this is great. In the restroom, Grant Lobb led me through the sinner's prayer. And my whole life changed. It was almost instantly that that anger, 99% of that anger was gone. And it was a new door that was opening in my life. The Good Shepherd says, I am the bread, the bread of life. Next Sunday, we'll share in Holy Communion where we celebrate the body and the blood of Christ. And again, I encourage you to not just take a little piece of the bread, but take a big piece. I can't get enough of Jesus. And if the elements represent his body and his blood for the forgiveness of my sins, I want as much of them as I can get. The shepherd says, I am the way, the truth, life. And he is the way. 
When we're lost, when we're discouraged, when we're heartbroken, when we're grieving, we need to call on the Father. And he'll put us back on the path. The illustration of the shepherd who goes after the one lost sheep. That could be I'd want someone, I'd want Jesus to come after me if I strayed. I'd want somebody in my church to check on me. There was a man in one of the churches that I served. I'd go visit him often. And people from the church would always tell me, tell him I said hello, you tell him we're praying for him. And I went and I had a conversation with him one day and uh, I said, so-and-so says they're praying for you and hello. And Raleigh said to me, he said, you know, every time you come here, you tell me so-and-so is praying for me and hello. And he said, Pastor, how come you're the only one that comes to visit me? If everybody's worrying about me and praying for me, and wants to say hello, how come nobody shows up but you? We should be doing that for our church family and beyond. It's easy to say, Pastor, you go do this, Pastor, you go do that. I had a man one time give me a list of names. There were like 14 names on it. After they had a big dispute in the church, there were like 14 names on it from people who had left the congregation. And he says, I want you to go visit these people and tell them they need to come back to church. And I was, Karen and I were new in this appointment. We were real new. And I said, I'd be happy to do that, but I want you to come with me. He said, that's why I pay you. You go do it. When that man left the church, the church started to grow and thrive because he thought that it was money that the church needed. And what the church needed were people who reflected Christ. That wherever they went, people could see Jesus through them, the truth and the life. The good shepherd says, I am the resurrection. I'm not afraid of dying. I hope I can stay around a while and see some of the grandchildren get married. And uh, I want to be a great-grandfather. Well, a grandfather. I want to be a great-grandfather. That's a heck of a thought. Any great-grandfathers here? Great-grandmother? I'm jealous. I want them to see that we don't have to stay in the mess that we've been in. A lot of my adult life, I was a mess until I met. And I want to be the best example of him. When, he, when the shepherd says, I am the resurrection, I have no fear. Because I know when I take my last breath, I'm going to see the Savior face to face. In eternity. And streets of gold. No more cancer, no more suffering, no more bickering. Or we can just worship and glorify God. 
someone asked me not long ago, you think we'll recognize our spouse in heaven? It's not about us recognizing our spouse in heaven. It's about being with Jesus and glorifying him for eternity and worshiping him for eternity. Why, why are we compared to sheep? Hmm. Any, far, any sheep farmers here? No. Sheep are harmless. Well, that doesn't include us. Sometimes we're outright rude and crude and brutal to each other. We're not always harmless. Sheep are innocent. We're not always innocent. You know anybody likes to do this? You know what this is? Stirring the pot. We're not all innocent. I could agree that sheep are defenseless. They have no homing instinct. They can get lost real easy, just like us. I worked with a man out at Explorer Motor Home Company who, uh, Larry Miner, became a good friend of mine, and uh, we used to talk about the church. Something happened in his life early on in the church, and he left. And he never went back to the institution. But he had a servant's heart. He loved unconditionally. He knew the Bible better than most church people. When's the shepherd call you? Don't wait until you're lost. In, in Galatians 1 and 15, when, when it pleases God, he'll call us. He'll whisper to us. He'll nudge us. The question is, do you, are you willing to hear when the Father speaks to you? And then are you willing to obey what he tells you to do? I believe next Sunday, Andrea is going to give a, a presentation on her uh, mission trip that's coming up. In my conversations with her, I tell her, uh, well, I'm glad God's called you to do that. I have a pastor friend. She's getting ready to go to Uganda. I said to Carmen, I said, I'm glad God has called you to that. God hasn't called me to the mission field because the mission field for me is right here in the surrounding areas, right here through the church. But he uses all people in different ways with different that he equips them with. And he'll never leave you or forsake you. I sat in that second pew last Sunday afternoon and cried like a baby. And I was being ministered to the gift of music. Over in that room there. And she is sobbing worse than I was. And every time I looked up there, I, wished she, I said, I wish you would move, woman. And finally she got up and moved. But you know what? It didn't stop my tears because it was tears of joy because the music was ministering to my spirit. And that's what I needed at the moment. That's what I needed. We're called by his word. You're called to be in his word and to read his word and to question his word. And 
whoever the preacher is at the time, you should be questioning the preacher. Don't just take for granted what I say on Sunday morning. Uh, look up some of the scripture. Look up some of the stuff yourself. Make sure that you're getting the truth. I'm going to preach it to you even when it hurts. But just don't take it for granted that without ex exploring it yourself and studying it yourself and drawing closer to his word yourself. I didn't mean to put the Sunday school on the spot this morning. By, it wasn't me saying, well, you forgot to pray for me. That's not what I was doing. I was saying, I need your prayers daily. Especially on Sunday morning because, you know, the week can go really good, but when you walk in this building on Sunday morning and the devil just wants to rob you of your joy. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you may not have experienced that, and praise God if you haven't. But the devil's real, and his fight is real. But the devil's also a liar, and our God reigns, and our God wins. And that's what's important. I don't like July. I praise God for our independence and the great nation that we live in. But I don't like the noise that goes on this, this, this time. Because I know that not everybody, I, I know some veterans that hide in the corner when the fireworks start going off. And I don't like what happens to the pets when the fireworks start going off and our, our cats and our dogs disappear and they try to hide. I don't like when the neighbor's fireworks land on the roof and they're still on fire. I don't like the thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars, in my opinion, that are wasted on fireworks when we could be feeding hungry people and buying medicine for our senior citizens. We got it backwards sometimes. But I'm thankful for Jesus Christ. And I'm dependent on him. I'm dependent on no man or woman, but I'm dependent on Jesus Christ. And when I take my last breath and I stand before the Savior, I give an account of my life and you give an account of your life. I don't have to answer the mic. I don't have to answer the Ed. And they don't have to answer to me. We all one day are going to answer to Jesus Christ. That's what I'm thankful for. The good shepherd died for me. He freely went to the cross that my sins can be forgiven and that your sins can be forgiven and that we can be set free from the bondage that holds us. The devil is a liar and he's trying to trip up the Christian church. And Do you hear me, church? <laughs> that was not me. You want to know why it wasn't me? I left my phone at home. You want to know why? Oh, you left yours at home? I got tired of you telling me it was my phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it well with your soul this morning? If it's not, don't leave the sanctuary. Some of you are going to have picnics this afternoon and barbecues this afternoon. 
And some of you might even go watch fireworks and go see parades. My challenge to you, pray for someone today. If it's someone you know, and someone that comes to your house, if you go to intentionally pray for someone today. Because you never know the battle that's going on in them. And then follow up with them. The good shepherd loves you. This pastor and his wife. Let's pray. Lord, many will travel and many will party and many will barbecue. and Many will forget about you, Heavenly Father. We acknowledge you as the great shepherd of the sheep this morning. Father, we thank you for the abundant blessings you have bestowed upon this church and this church family. We thank you for the bountiful blessing you have bestowed upon the United States. May you find us faithful, Father. Amen. America the Beautiful Church. Six hundred and six or turn around and see the screen.
God bless you, church, and God bless you.